The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Come and join experienced property investors and mortgage brokers, Ken and Glenn, as they get the answers to the questions you've been waiting to ask. Nothing is off the table as they dive headfirst into all things property related. This is the podcast you never knew you needed, but now cannot live without The Property Den with Ken and Glenn. Hi, hello. Hello, 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 hello. These like that was like a very firm Ken and Glenn. It was very yeah. assertive. I know, I know. Gone are the jazz hand days. You know, we're a professional outfit now, Glenn. Well, sort of. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, so we're going, I say so, so much. So, 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 so. It's a bit like last week. Do you remember you kept saying great, 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 great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look at my reels on TikTok and everything is, uh, huzzah, so. And it's, it is, I, even now I can't, it'd be really hard to not do it. But I've it's you, to, though, and it's I, it's it's part of the thing that like, I always say, great question, and because it is do. a great question, but I always say <laughs> Stay great question. in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, I think the people that listen to us on the regular think, oh, yeah, that is, that is it. But maybe they do like it. But, you maybe. know, when you become a little bit conscious, am I saying that too much? Right, well, I'll tell you. Thank you. That's very kind of you. This is what we're about, you know. We, uh, you know, we're here to support each other and pull each other back from the brink of disaster, which you have to do more often with me than I do with you. Right, market, Glenn. Market, market, market. What a week it has been. Mm. Um, how are you finding it at the moment yourself? Um, a bit. It's a, it's a real mixed bag, isn't it? it? Like last week, you know, we're still sort of fairly busy, but it, the the rates are still coming down with mortgage lenders. There seems to be this buzzword rate war that's mm. still going around. But I've noticed the fees, the fees, fees, fees are fees. just astronomical with some of these products, um, and just the way that the market's changing. I know you're going to go into this, um, but just with like property prices, which are being sort of which are going under. I think it's what's what's the word that it's called gazundering. Gazundering, yes, it is. Yeah, gazundering. So that's really good, actually. Nice, nice way of leading into that thing. Good man. Uh, So gazundering. Google searches for this particular word has risen ninety-seven percent since January of this year from January of last year. Ninety-seven percent, and people think, well, we've heard of gazumping. Um, Mm. So gazumping (laughs) is one thing that we're probably familiar with. Um, that's where someone comes in and outbids somebody else and, and then they move it. And it's a real pain in the bum, usually cash buyers, et cetera. And it's usually driven by greed. The person selling wants a little bit more. Someone's coming with a better price. And even though they've told you they'll sell to you, they change mm-hmm. their mind. But gazundering is where right at the last knockings, the person buying says, ah, well, you know what? I'd like you to reduce your property price by another five grand, please. And they're like, but we're just, we're just exchanging contracts. So yeah, but I'm only going to do it if you reduce it down. And they're trying to force the seller into a you know, on the back foot because they know that you know they're they're at the sort of knocking of the door, and it's uh, it's a real bad practice. It's not something that I would advocate. I think it's I think it's disgusting. Yeah, I it's, think it's, it's like there's not the no right way morals. to treat people. No, there's no morals behind it. I mean, and what it's just everything about it is wrong. I think if anything, it's, it's because in this current market. You know, like 18 months ago, you would have turned up, told them where to go. Yeah. Um, but people now are, are, are desperate because they can't afford to live in their houses. And I just think it's really taking advantage of people in hard situations. And I just think oh, that makes me physically feel sick. Do you know when you drive, <laughs> do you know when you're driving your car and there's another car coming towards you and you decide, you know, what, I'm going to give way to that car because there's a blockage mm-hmm. or whatever. I'll give way to that car. Do you know if they don't like wave or flash or oh. say thank you? I'm like irritated. It's like, yeah. 
come on, what's wrong with you? Why are you being rude? I'll just let you through. And what about zebra crossings? This Mm. grates on me every time. If I slow down and someone walks across the crossing really slowly and then they don't even look up or even acknowledge to say thank you, (laughs) the amount of times I have been so tempted to just put my foot down. Oh, I just thought, no, controversial, no. controversial. <laughs> I don't like it when people just keep uh, ignore uh, zebra crossings, and I don't yeah. mean the people crossing, I mean drivers. Yeah, because uh, I've been the person on the zebra crossing, and someone's just gone straight past me. Am I? Invi- I'm not a small guy. No, <laughs> I'm quite large. Yeah. You know, I, although I nearly hit somebody this morning early doors at the top of my road <laughs> when I turn left. There's an immediate zebra crossing. It's still quite dark in the mornings when I'm going to the gym, and there's a guy who'd obviously thought, you know what? I'm going to make sure everybody can see me because I'm going to wear a black hat, a black snood, a black coat, black trousers. It's pretty dark. And then if a guy turns into the zebra crossing and nearly hits me, I'm going to shout him. And I get the shout and I apologize profusely because I didn't see him. But I thought, surely you should be thinking a little bit about making yourself a little bit more visible. It's all about them, though, isn't it? Yeah, well... (laughs) 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 listen there's nothing wrong with trying to stay warm uh, until they get it but gazundering it sounds like a fun term doesn't it it sounds like something you want to get involved in let's go gazundering but actually it's a real bad practice let's jump back to fees um because fees are very prevalent and um you know we talked last week about the skipton's deal which we we were talking about their fees and we were saying look for the right person it's the right deal we're not knocking it it's whatever whatever fits but at the moment, we are seeing larger fees across the board, and especially within the buy-to-let sector. Mm. Um, you know, the, the fees, when I first started doing buy-to-lets, um, 3%, 2%, 3% fees were standard. And then the industry got sensible. They started putting fixed fees in, maybe two grand. And people say, oh, I'm going to do a buy-to-let. And you tell them the fee was two grand, they go, oh, no, what's wrong? Why are they charging that much? And I said, well, it's not yeah. like residential mortgages. They are charging this. But it used to be worse than this, so be happy it's this. But we've jumped yeah. back, haven't we? We've gone yeah. back to the high fees. So do you want to talk about this Leeds fee? Because it's staggering. Yeah, I mean, there's not a massive amount of detail, but all I saw is it got emailed through to me. As we do, as brokers, we get emailed all of the latest deals and the hot off the press. And Leeds, it's great that they're now looking at bringing out a product for a limited company buy-to-letters because, as I said last week, the buy-to-let market has sort of been left behind a little bit, and especially limited companies. But there's one of them. I mean, I'm not going to quote rates because I, I'll be honest, I don't even know what the rates are well, currently. They change, they're changing so often as well. Aren't yeah. Um, but this rate for this product is five nine 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 six thousand pounds, which you can add to the loan if obviously all the affordability checks and it all meets up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But six grand. Yeah. It's a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. Um, and I know a lot. There will be some investors that will say that that'll put them straight off. I know when I'm doing research with people now. Uh, typically I'll say to them, look, I can get you the best deal, but it'll come with the highest fees. Or I can get you a rate that is slightly higher, but it will come with more balanced fees. What What is mm-hmm. it? What's going to drive your decision? What is it? What's important to you? Is it the lowest rate where you can, um, in most cases, most of these lenders are going to allow you to add this into the deal, but it's the long-term effect of that. That's going to accrue interest. It does add to the top of your, you know, your numbers. And if your margins are quite tight in regards to your returns, it's going to play a factor in your decision. Of course it is. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's, mm. it's it's one of them things where it's got, it's got to be right for the client, but yeah. I still think they're a bit strong. And it's, yeah. it'd be nice to know for a lender to come out and justify a bit more why it's so high. I don't think they'll ever will, but... Yeah, I, what am I hearing? It, it, different different channels. It's the risk, things. isn't it? It's yeah, it's, mit, it's mitigating risk. and But then how different was the risk 
how different is the risk now to what it was maybe six months, eight months, a year ago? Just because the market is a little bit more uncertain, is that really enough to warrant these sort of fees? But, you know, we'd welcome any lender's feedback because, you know, we do get feedback. I mean, we've got business development managers that listen to our channel, uh, to our show, and we get some great feedback about generally about how balanced we are, <laughs> we try to be. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. But it is nice to get feedback. And if any lenders are listening and they are in this boat with fees, or even if they're not and they have an opinion, uh, it can remain anonymous. We'd love, we'd welcome feedback, wouldn't we? Like and they they could always comment and they could say whether they're the person that walks across and doesn't wave and say thanks or whether they just walk across the zebra crossing. <laughs> you know, we could we could yeah. open up a real. Oh, they could come on the show. Yes. Yeah. Be brave. Be brave. Be bold. <laughs> <laughs> so talking about us. talking about being bold. Obviously, okay. last week was Mental Health Week. Yes. And 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 you're a you're a I know you you're a pretty uh, fitness fanatic health guy mind yeah. mind and body yeah but a lot of people yeah but a lot of people they know what they should be doing and some of them are doing it and where i'm going with this kid i can see yeah, where, are like, yeah, where are you going where are you going do people have the do people have the right support with their protection so we spoke about mental health we did. but have they backed it up so they can talk about it but have they backed it up for them financially do you know what? I have done an extremely long reel for TikTok, which is going to be released this week, which is about added benefits. I see where you're mm -hmm. going. Good man. Added benefits, guys. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there when they when they buy something. Look, if you buy a TV, you expect it to come with a remote control, don't you? Just, mm -hmm. I'm going to link this. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've got a TV without the remote control, you'd be going, well, where's my remote control? You know, it comes as part of the package. Um if you bought just a jumper, you're just expecting a jumper. So with life cover, specifically life cover in this instance, uh, just to keep it simple, if you buy life cover, you're just expecting an insurance company that's going to pay out if you die. Nice and simple, nothing to worry about apart from the fact you're dead, yeah, which is a big thing. Uh, but you're just expecting the money. Now, a lot of insurance companies are given added benefits, which is amazing. So you don't just get the TV, the remote control. You also get the sofa to sit on and maybe some popcorn. And they're doing things like best doctors. Um, one particular insurance company that I'm using at the moment for a client, they've got an app that if you if you can't get hold of your doctor, which let's be honest, how can you these days? It takes weeks to mm -hmm. get a doctor's appointment. There's an app you can log in and you can get a 30 minute doctor session for free as part yeah. of the deal. There's a wellness package that if you're feeling that, you know, maybe you're a little bit overweight or you want to have some drive to maybe be fit, they do a fitness program for you. They'll do a nutritional program. They'll give you nutritional advice. They've got all this well-being. If you're suffering with anxiety or depression, they've got therapy sessions and it's all free, Glenn. And yeah. I think that's I think that's an amazing thing that they're offering, which a lot of people are missing and don't realize they can have as part of the package. And you know what? I've actually got life and critical illness cover with that provider myself for my family. Mm. Um, and um, it was really, really key because obviously most people know I've got two young children and one of them probably about eight months ago was um, was quite unwell and uh, nothing serious, thank God, but enough to be worried about. Trying to get a doctor's appointment, even for a young child, was impossible. And you think that'd um, be a priority for them, wouldn't you? Yeah, but it wasn't. So especially locally to me. So what did I do? My wife went, what about our insurance? Haven't they got something on that? And I was like, yeah. And I looked on the app, da, 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 booked in a call. Um, and the doctor gave us peace of mind, nothing to worry about, things to do next. Um, and the antibiotics went straight to our local doctors. Brilliant. And we just had to go and pick it up. 
So yeah. they done it all from there and it was totally free. And I was like, well, that yeah. is it's amazing, amazing, isn't it? And I get a lot of comments, ah, oh, yeah, but Ken, it's not free, is it? It's built into the premium, you know, I'm paying for it. And uh, the life cover I set up for this particular couple this, uh, well, last week now, is £28.75. I mean, it's that's that's the exact premium. It's not big ticket stuff, but £28.75 is protecting their mortgage. And that is what that cover is for. The £28.75 isn't paying for all these added benefits. Mm. That is genuinely a gift from them. And because it's a gift, it can change. You know, the insurance companies have the right to remove, change and do things to them because it's an added benefit. But what I really like is the fact that this particular insurance company is not alone. There are others that are doing it. So I would always say to people, you know, if you're needing a doctor, look back like Glenn did. Look at your insurance, see whether or not these added benefits are there, but maybe you weren't fully aware or maybe you knew about it at the start, but you've forgotten. Um, and if you are thinking about taking insurance, ask about these added benefits because that actually could be a real good addition to the reason that you're taking it. It doesn't have to just be, oh, I'm going to drop down dead, so here's some cover. It's these things are here for me while I'm here which are going to yeah. really add value. And even things really like, yeah, and things like, well, it's always good to have a quick, you know, because normally it's chucked in a drawer, isn't it, for most mm. people, and hopefully it's something that they'll never use or they're paying for. But the but with life cover, it's inevitable. And, you know, it's horrendous to say, but if someone was in a really, really horrific position of where they were told that they were going to be, you know, if they've got a critical illness or if they, if they were terminally ill, yeah. well, there are like, there are most life, policies now that have terminal illness cover built in that's not critical illness so for instance if you got a diagnosis where it didn't look good for the next sort of 12 months check because then there still may be a payout even if it's not classed as critical illness it's terminal illness so that means there's a time frame yeah. so you know it doesn't mean oh well i can't do anything i know i'm i know i'm dying but i can't do anything until i'm dead it's not always the case so check your paperwork it's really really important you know i cannot imagine getting a diagnosis whereby you've been told you know how long have I got le left to live or you've got three months six months you might last a year I mean I know that when I've maybe not spoken to but maybe heard from people who have done this you know you've seen you know, reels or whatever and they talk about actually to some degree it's like a gift it's like every day is a gift now every moment is a gift I'm going to utilize every single moment of my life I'm going to fill it with everything that I can and then people who haven't got the diagnosis. So at the moment, to my knowledge, you're fit and well, I'm fit and well. There's no major diagnosis for us. And we live, we just bobble along, don't we? Just bumble along mm -hmm. day to day. Don't really, you know, looking at the sun outside or just being able to see a bird fly past or see your children to know that that is coming to an end must be catastrophic. And to have that terminal illness diagnosis, uh, diagnosis and know that that money then is given to you so you can do stuff with it now must be amazing no no it just sounds wrong to say amazing i know i know but it must know be yeah but it must be yeah. it must be better than not having it i don't know how to phrase it without it sounding yeah. terrible yeah it's all it's awful but it's like you always say it's having a choice yeah and, and, and if, you've got if you a choice yeah and you have a choice when we offer it to you but a mm. lot of people say oh no i don't want it don't want it and you, you know, you want to, you want them to take it, but you can't force people to take it. Yeah. And I think that's probably something that needs to change, Glenn. And this might be controversial, but we drive a car, we have to have motor insurance, not because we think we're bad drivers. What if we get bumped into? That's mm. what the insurance is for in our minds. Yeah. But if we take a massive mortgage out, or even a small mortgage, it's a liability, it's a debt. Why are we? Why is it a choice that we can choose to protect it? Yeah, I agree. I to yeah. totally agree. Well, you never know. You may be standing up in Parliament one day, Ken, 
going, the property dead. We've canning that. <laughs> the only thing I'll ever stand up in is a dock, and I'll probably be sitting <laughs> down for something. Uh, I don't think I'll <laughs> I don't think I'm on the other side. However, brilliant. Um, so anyway, the inflation pressures that we've been under, we know last time the inflation was announced, it was down 6.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, the news came out this week that it's held. Um, and I was actually asked by on a live TikTok, what do I think the um, the base rate is going to do? And I'd like to put it to you, Glenn, because I, I think that I don't think it's going to go up, but I don't think there's been enough good news with inflation and everything else for it to come down. So I think they're going to hold it. Mm, I agree. Think? Yeah, you yeah think I, think, I think it wouldn't be a surprise if they do put it up, but I think they will hold. Yeah. I think they will hold, and I think they'll give the market confidence again. Yeah, that was so, exactly well, my thoughts. I think if as long as it doesn't go up, if it's held... I think that will be good enough for the market to continue in the vein it's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Good. Well, that was nice and short. Great. Good. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Bravo, 44. (laughs) This this guy has just written in. So I I know I just sort of like threw that out there. You did. You did. So I don't mind. Should should we just go into the questions? Because we've got lots of really good questions. What's Johnny Bravo I'm going to throw you this one. Johnny Bravo, 44 for Kent. Property prices seem to be staying the same. Now, is this because rates are dropping? Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Hello. Good day to you. Uh, property prices seem to be staying the same. Do you know what? It's um, We're seeing a bit of, I'm seeing, I don't know about Glenn, I'm seeing quite a bit of down valuations from surveyors right now. Mm. Um, so we've had a couple this this last week, whereby property prices have come, you know, been sort of down valued by surveyors. But in the general market, yeah, I'd agree. I think we're finding a little bit more of a balance now. I think the market's starting to realize this is probably where we're at for a bit. Uh, We're also seeing a lot more interest in the market, which means demand has been driven again. Uh, And whilst we're not seeing house prices rise because of that, uh, nor are we seeing them drop markedly. Now, market data will tell you differently. I saw a market data report that said it dropped by 0.03. And I saw another market data, so it's gone up by 0.2. So it, you can hear different news sources all over the shop that'll tell you different things. But I do think that we're in this period leading up to Christmas where I think the market is looking a lot stronger. And yeah, I'd agree with you, Johnny. Uh, I think property prices do seem to be leveling out. Is it because rates are dropping? Uh, maybe to some degree, people, there's more confidence in the market. People are coming, they're feeling that these are the rates now and they're, they're a little bit better than they were a few months ago. I just mm. think there's a much more positive feel leading up to Christmas uh, yeah. with this supposed rate war. I, I do think that that has a factor. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I, I, I think you're right. And I think the... Um... The, the rates going down, yeah, like you say, mindset is definitely is, is a positive thing. And I see it in locally. You get the occasional one where the seller is in a position where they just need to sell and they'll drop it. And obviously then that reflects the market because that does new data then to go on to the sale price. And then it's a comparison for other houses, et cetera, et cetera. But we've not seen um, a huge drop over the last sort of like couple of months it does seem to be stabilizing. And the thing, you know what it's like, we've said it before, when rates start getting lower and lower and then you know, people get, it's more affordable for them, more people come on the market, yeah. more people want to buy and then that pushes the house prices back up again. So I think we're at the close, in my opinion, to the bottom of the curve. We just don't know how long that curve is going to sit on that line or whether yeah. it's going to start going up. Well, my fear is that come the new year, obviously once the um, once all the banks reset their targets, uh, is this but this is is this rate all going to cool and actually mm. will they be pushing us hard to bring the business in we're going to have to wait and see what the new year brings in uh, mr carwash 500 
This one's for you, Glenn. Can I buy Christmas okay. presents now on my credit card? <laughs> Will it affect my mortgage application next month? Um, I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say I'm it? Not, I'm you not going to say great question. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> yeah. But, okay. um, yeah, so paying on your credit card, it's the same all through the year. I mean, I know a lot of people put stuff on their credit card coming up to Christmas because obviously they're buying things for family, friends, etc. It's probably a little bit more extra spending than normal. Yeah. Um, but again, it comes down to your income and affordability. So if you're going to clear that credit card in a month's time, then I can't see it being an issue. If you're going to be paying a minimum payment, then it's going to be classed as an outstanding debt, which means that then the lender will factor that in. If you're, you know, your income is quite high and it's the only debt that you've got, it may not have a real uh, effect on your borrowing power. But if it is quite tight and you do have other debts, then it can be a factor. So what I would suggest is just be savvy with it. Don't go crazy. Just make sure it is within your limits and affordable. And um, yeah, just don't, you know, just don't go wild. What about you? Yeah. I think it's difficult to, to give a, a, a definitive answer, which is exactly yeah. what, what you're, what you're avoiding because you can't say yes, no, you just got to say, like you just said, you know, be cautious of it, be mindful of it. Uh, because the thing is what we're not seeing is everything else behind the scenes with you um mr car wash so yeah you could put a little bit on your credit card but you're you know you may have a bank loan you may have hp you might have a lot of other stuff around the fringes that we're not aware of so we can only give you as glenn is which is a little bit of sort of sensible guidance as to sort of how to view it but i think glenn's spot on as, as usual um so yeah that's i go with that mr car wash yeah and enjoy christmas hopefully the presents are worth it and good luck yeah. with your property good luck yeah with, yeah good luck with that uh, um, so yeah. we've we've got one I want to throw in here, and it's a really nice one. I was going to leave it to the end, but I just thought, just in case you run out of time. Now, this isn't even a question. It's from James Coffee Mug. I'm guessing he likes coffee. Yeah, and he's put, doesn't. you guys are hilarious and so informative. <laughs> My favorite podcast. Well, thank you, James. Thank you, James. Yeah, thank you very much. Do you know, I sent over to Glenn, actually, a, a, a message I got from Alison. Alison, if you're listening, which I know you do, uh, Alison of HSBC, um alison was enjoying our podcast from last week where we were talking about the sound of silence art garfunkel uh etc and she thought that was those hilarious. two guys those two guys um <laughs> i think that's the thing because of the age difference there's things that i connect with things you connect with um and obviously our demographic of our listeners is also of different ages so uh, alison thanks for listening and, and continue to support the podcast it's very kind of you uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Do you want me to do Rude Boy? Because the other one wasn't yeah, really right a then. question, was okay. it? I'll do that right. for you. Okay. So Rude Boy 84. Yeah, man. Is that right? Yeah. I, I have no um, idea. We took our mortgage out with a 40-year term. It meant that we could afford our repayments. But do you think this was the right thing to do, Ken? Okay. Um, do I think it's the right thing to do? I think it's a thing that a lot of people are doing, uh, myself included, although I couldn't go to 40 years. If I went to 40 years, I'd be 92, 92, still on the podcast, <laughs> probably with <laughs> probably with Glenn Jr. rather than with Glenn Sr. Glenn Sr. will be on a golf, golf course somewhere else because that man's <laughs> leading. He's so successful, you know, I'll still be here. Uh, the podcast with me? I don't know about that. I don't I know. know about that. Yeah. So anyway, back to the question, I suppose. Uh, listen, it's not a bad thing to do. I think you have to look at your circumstances. And I don't genuinely, I genuinely know, I don't believe you'll be on that mortgage for 40 years, um, especially if this is your first place you've ever bought. This will be a stepping stone to your next property. And when you do your next property, you're going to base the term against what you feel is sensible for you at that time. Now, that might still be that you're extending the term to the maximum. 
Or it might be, do you know what? I can afford those payments. Rates are a little bit more sensible for me now. And actually I do a 30 year, a 35 year or a 25 or a 20 or whatever it may be. So whilst people are moaning about, oh, what? don't do this long-term malarkey. It's going to kill you. You're going to be so old when you do it. I just don't see people staying to the end of those terms in a lot of cases. There will be some that will just because they have to. But I don't think it, I think lenders have been very sensible about this. I think mm. they're saying, look, we're going to give people the option to go to 75. Some will just want to form signed, like Halifax, it just says you're working into later life. Some will want to see that you are contributing to a pension of some description. Doesn't matter how much, but that you're doing it. And some will look at what do you do for a living? You know, is it practical that you can work into that sort of length of age? Um, but I think for most people, um, they will do it just purely because it will get them through this period of time. I don't yeah, see and, not to. And historically, it was always 25 year term. Yeah, 25 when, year when term. We, I say when we first started, I know definitely when I first started, tw 25 was the maximum. Yeah. And there wasn't the it was, there was, yeah, there wasn't a choice. And I think also mindset of people still that back in them times were like, oh, you don't want to go, you don't want to go over to 25 years. Why are you doing that? You'll pay all that interest. And, and like I say, things have changed. Uh, things are a lot more expensive now. Um, and don't be for it's not a bad thing to have a longer term yes you will get charged interest over if you don't change it like ken said if you if you have to stay over that period of time but there are life events people inherit money and if they're very very fortunate to you know or they may come into money in, in other ways they may have a promotion with work they may decide to move from you know for instance if you live in a very very expensive area like ken does then and then you want to move somewhere you know further afield um then you could downsize and then you your financial situation totally changes so you know it's like that south north divide which is yeah. getting smaller actually i've noticed you know it's not such a huge divide now because is of that because the seas are in the coastal line well maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to, where we going with that but the united kingdom is getting smaller mate because the sea is eroding the coastline so the yeah coast... i was thinking i was yeah. thinking more about property but I, know, want right. to go... I know i know i just thought i'd throw a curveball sorry mate <laughs> but uh, the point sorry. the point is that, and there are lenders that are listening to people because you know people will just won't buy houses if they can't afford it yeah. and i think a lender come out this week uh don't doing 45 year term now did I've you hear about this. that I have heard yeah, this. Yeah. So I think this is going to be more and more popular because people just want to be able to afford their mortgage. And the yeah. thing is, you don't want that property to be a noose around your neck. You don't mm. want to think, oh, great, I've got a 25 year mortgage because my dad told me to do it because he done 25 year mortgage or my mum or whoever. But I can't afford to go out or see my friends now, and I can't afford to have a Chinese once a month. And I well, can't we talk about already... that, don't we? We talk about don't become a mortgage, don't become a mortgage prisoner. You know, and by mortgage prisoner, a home, a house prisoner, where you've got this mortgage of this beautiful house or property that you wanted, but now you can't do anything in life. Yeah. That just sucks the joy out of that purchase. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, no, you know, there, there is it, no point. You can't afford to do anything to the house, so you are technically you've you've built a prison around yourself yeah. financially um just doesn't make sense uh, and, and lenders are aware of this brokers are aware of this and that's the good thing with using a broker again is because they can tailor it specifically to you whereas mm -hmm. if you try and do something online yourself you're pretty much giving advice yourself so you don't know whether that's the best or whether that's the best option so yeah Come and yeah. come and use a professional. Let them help you through that. Uh, we are moving on. Thank you very much for the question, though, rude boy. Uh, mm -hmm. User 37209, 73234. Oh. Please make a name up. It's not <laughs> difficult. Make a name up. So much easier. I'm a first time buyer. Should I get an interest only mortgage to keep my payments down? 
Um, I would say it depends on whether you can. So interest only um, isn't an option for everybody. Exactly. You need to you need to have a certain loan to value. Um, some lenders you need fifty percent equity or sixty percent uh, loan to value um, in the property to even have an option of going interest only. If it's a buy to let, you're buying a buy to let. Then yes, there's it's not a property you're going to be living in. So yes, you may have the option to do interest only, but for a residential home that you're going to live in most of the time it is repayment unless you've got another property where you're a first-time buyer so you haven't yeah. um uh, or you've got an asset or you've got a big lump sum in a savings account that the lender might say well okay you've got that so we'll you know that will weigh that risk up it's not as easy like back in the day and the amount of people that say to me oh, i'll just go interest only for a couple of years yeah, they, and then they I'll... think it's simple don't they yeah because yeah. you used to be able to yeah but not now Oh. Now you got to jump through the hoops, like you say. You know, minimum amount of equity in the property, minimum amount of income. Um, yeah, it's not so simple. There is a lot more to it than that. Yeah, and I think again, you need to just go. Don't just think that that is an option because there are some people that have got mortgages, have had mortgages for years, um, and they're going, "Oh yeah, don't worry, we'll go interest only. We'll just we'll just switch it." It's not it's not always an option. So it's really really important to don't leave it last minute because your payments could rock it you know, because that option isn't there for you. So again, be, be prepared. And yeah. And I think plan. also people don't realize that you can get, we talked about this with the savings, you know, should I save or should I put the money into my, my account? We talked about the access to the savings. I think the problem is when people do interest only, if the payments are significantly cheaper than the repayment, you get used to paying that amount. And then your disposable income ends up getting spent on everything else. And then if you ever have to go back to repayment, it's like, well, I haven't got that money. I mm. can't afford that. But you could before, but it's because your spending habits have changed. And it's I've very seen hard it to go back. I have seen it happen, honestly, that people have lived in a property for 20 odd years. They've done it all up and it looks lovely. It's a forever home, but their mortgage has not decreased in that 20 year time because mm. they've done interest only. Yeah, it and still leaves them with that, that worry well, at the end of they the couldn't term. Afford, they, because of their age, they could not afford to go on to repayment. Um, so they had to sell and oh, downsize and yeah. they made a family home and they made loads of money on it because they'd sold it but then they had to buy something smaller which they didn't really want to do because yeah. that's all they could afford and they still needed a small mortgage on it all because it's sort of like kicking the can down the road yeah um i think so, people yeah, just sometimes think they've gone so far that they just have no other choice but you know there's always something out there i'd always have a chat with a professional and just see if there is something that can be done to help in those situations, whether that's later life lending equity release or, or is there another lender that might be able to take them a little bit further with their age, like we've done with what we're talking about now with lenders extending the term of the mortgages. But yeah, you go so far down that road, I think you do end up feeling that there is nothing else that you can do. Yeah. Right. We've got a last question. We'll squeeze it in. So yep. uh, Renata Dabrowski, 78, my landlord has told me uh, he's looking to sell and asked if I want to buy, but I don't have a large enough deposit. Can I use the Skipton 100% mortgage I've heard about, Ken? Okay, cool. Thanks, Renata. Um, listen, this this actually listening to that question, and, and there's two sides to this that could work for you. Um, you've been renting, obviously, because you know you're in rental. Uh, so yes, potentially you could, as long as you've not owned a property in the last three years, as long as you meet the requirement um, with all the different criteria that comes with Skipton. And there's a, there's a lot of it, you know, the sort of renting 12 months consecutively, uh, the last 18, the fact that the rent, the mortgage can't be more than the rent has to be equal to or less than the rent. So there's lots of little equations have to add up. 
to make it work. But it is there is potential there, and it will be 100% lending, which means you don't have to find a deposit. And yes, you potentially could buy the property. But the other thing that the landlord could do is they could look at this concessionary purchase, couldn't they, Glenn? Mm. Uh, whereby the landlord could say, look, I've got a market here. I've got to put it on with the state agents. It means they're going to take their cut. You could say to the landlord, look, if you're going to do this, and I'm going to negotiate with you anyway, because I'm not going to pay full asking price. Come on, be real. Uh, what about you give it to me with a 10% discount? So if it's a 300 grand property, why don't you sell it to me for 270? I can use that difference between 270 and 300, the 10%. And I, there's lenders out there that will allow you then to use that as your deposit, concessionary yeah. purchase. So there's two different ways this could work for you, Renato. And I hope that one of them does work for you because there's, you know, trying to find a home these days, especially when you're settled, um, you know, it'd be nice if you can stay if you truly want to. So there's two different sides. I would definitely say reach out to a broker. Um, mm -hmm. They can look at both sides for you. I would certainly have a chat with my landlord and see if they're open to the, to the suggestion of giving you mm -hmm. a slight discount on the property. Um, and actually, when you take away all the different costs that would be related to them, actually, that discount isn't truly 10%. It'll be a bit less than that. Um, yeah. Anything else you can think of, Glenn? No, I mean, I just I get excited because I know exactly the lenders that you're talking about that can do it. And um, yeah. and it's a great option for people. And like you say, it's so it's it, as long as the landlord is like, yeah, I just want to get rid and they've made enough money over the years and they may not even have a mortgage, you know, so it's pure profit. It, with the sale, it could be fantastic for them. Yeah. And especially if they like you and you've got a good relationship, it could be a real like, actually, well, we only need to get solicitors um, to do the legal stuff and they get the mortgage. Um, and yeah, like you say, could, it could be it, a win, -win a, couldn't it? And it's a lovely end to a story for someone who's been renting, especially when you get renters out there that do love their homes and it's, yeah. you know, and they dread every day thinking, oh, I'm ever going to get a phone call to say I've got to leave. Um, and yeah this this could be a great option for people yeah it's nice i mean i i did one for a client recently who bought the property that they were renting and it's just so easy they know the property warts and all there's no surprises you know the survey's not going to uncover something they don't already know mm. uh i think it's i think it's a really good option renata so like i say you could you could certainly you know be eligible for the skipton that's something to look into but I would certainly approach a landlord about the second half of, of that that we talked about. And fingers crossed, one of those things will work out. And as you know, both Ken and Glenn are available uh, should you need. So if you guys, I mean, we've always set this up as a, an educational platform. This is not a sales platform for us. But if you do want to have a look into us and see what we're about, uh, Glenn, how can they find you? Thank you, Ken. So You're good welcome. lead in there. So um, my, my company is called RFS Mortgages or Russell Financial Solutions. If you Google it, we'll come up. Um, if you want to see all of my content and all the links, then just look at Glenn Russell Property. That's my TikTok tag and my Instagram tag. And um, yeah, you should find me there. Loads of content on that. I've been doing it quite a few years now. But Ken, what if they want to use you? I am on TikTok, Everything Mortgage. You can find me there. You can find me on my Insta page, which is CMS underscore mortgages. And to be honest, you know, with a face like this, you'll probably find me on the TV with the news. Um, so <laughs> I was at a later live conference yesterday. What, Crime Watch? Uh, yeah, Crime Watch. I haven't seen Crime Watch in a long time. I used to love Crime Watch. Always spotting, always spotting family members. Um, <laughs> but it was, it's the only, it was before Facebook, because you couldn't see them otherwise, you see. Um, but I, I was at this later live thing yesterday. I have to say the demographic of some of us mortgage brokers it looks like some we're of in later life. A lot of them are in later life, and um, one of the older <laughs> gentlemen in on our table said, "Oh yeah, I've got a face for radio." And this girl just looked at him blankly as and said, "But what does that mean?" 
I thought, mm. wow, have you not heard that before? I've got a face for radio. I thought, I mean, bless him. He did have a face for radio, but that wasn't <laughs> the point. The point was she didn't understand it. And it's funny how terms over the years, kids well, are they, younger. They fade younger, out because then yeah. you can't say it. Can you? you can't say a lot of stuff now. Well, there's a lot offensive. of stuff that we shouldn't say for sure. True. For sure. True. Um, yeah. Uh, but there you go, guys. That's That's been this week's podcast. That's flown by, Glenn. It has. It has. Doesn't, does it feel we have? We yeah, have, it feels. We have, it feels every, have we done everything? Uh, we, we have. We've covered it. We're just, we're just <laughs> so efficient now, kid. So you know what efficient. This week we haven't had as many stories, uh, and we are running out of time. I think next week uh, we'll have to bring in my my amazing. I'll, I'll put it on there. If, if anybody is watching this, this is my amazing log wood chopper. This is supposed to chop logs. Um, it's <laughs> no, not gonna. <laughs> one of my clients said I should have sent you a. Um, a matchstick uh, chopper because that's about that guys listen it's been a wonderful week thank you very much don't forget to let your friends know about the podcast do follow do like do share and for now it is goodbye from ken and it's goodbye from glenn goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>